0: If we haven't met, my name is Emma, and with my husband, John, who you just met, we are the location pastors here at Handorf, so welcome to church. If you're joining us online, welcome. It's great that you can join us. It's so great we have our technology as a connection point, so you don't miss out at home, especially if you're sick, because in this time, we know that that's just... One of the things we do is stay home and keep everybody else protected from our sickness and our bugs. So thanks for joining us online or perhaps you're just working or maybe you're just watching this later because something else was going on. But it's great, you can join us. This morning I wanted to share around um, resetting our families and this is a one-off because we're going into transformed next week and the series around that. And last month was resetting relationships. So this is a one hit wonder on resetting families. And there was so much that I thought that I could share and say, and do you know what? Shane, um, when he spoke about seek first his kingdom, that was like gonna be draft, that was draft one of what I wanted to share. (laughs) Share. So he's already covered most of that, which is great. And then, Communion, I totally forgot that we were having communion this morning and that was another big uh, part of what I could have shared on because it was a significant uh, moment in our family. I remember back in 2008, we went to a global C3 conference in Hawaii and um, there was a Really significant moment of communion that we took there as a family. And um, I can't, I looked back to find my notes about the message because I think it was called the sacred kiss or sacred something rather. And I couldn't find my notes. I found the big hug and then I was like, no, I'm not going to do that one. So anyway, we've had communion. And as John had said, um, about taking that as a family and how significant that is. So I feel like those two things have been covered just because of God's goodness in lining things up. So there you go. So this morning I wanted. to remind us all about families. Now families come in all shapes and sizes and the natural inclination in me is to go okay my family is parents and children but it might be parents and young children, it might be parents and teenagers, it could be parents and adult kids that have their own lives, it could be um, a couple with no children, it could be a single person who's living by themselves but has family in other spaces. Family can look so so different and so wherever you are and however you relate to family today I know that you'll get something from what I'm going to share. Um, If nothing else family here is us together. We are family, your connect group is your family and we want you to feel like you have a place where you belong here and that we do life together. So wherever you find yourself thinking of family it all will apply. Um, With The current state of the world Um, and lockdowns that we've had you know back in July but even thinking and casting our minds back to last year particularly like the longer period of lockdown even though I say that as a South Australian knowing full well that we don't really know what a lockdown is like because there are plenty of other places both here in Australia and throughout the world that have experienced it so different to us but anyway we have our experience of lockdown Um, but it's taken it gives us has given us an opportunity to evaluate life, um, evaluate what's important, evaluate how life looks because everything got stripped back and we got stuck in our homes with whatever family situation that looked like. Um, And, you know, we had no sport, we had no birthday parties, We had no school to get up and go to (laughs) Um, we had church online you can probably think through all the things that were different and that we didn't have and what life looked like and as an introvert there was a big element of me that was like ah yes (laughs) Um, i do love people don't get me wrong and i love spending time with people and i do find it energizing at the time but i also really value just being at home on my own and my children are going away for the whole week to their grandparents (laughs) Yay! Um, This week, and actually, John's taking them up tonight, so I even get the whole night to myself. I'm very excited. Um, Just the little things, but anyway, there was an opportunity for rest, Um, but it did, in reflection and at the time as well. It, and I hope that you took a chance to do this, gave us the opportunity to reflect on what's important, because at the core of life, when we're at home with nothing else that's going on, that is life, and we can make the most of that, or we can waste that. Um, And at the core of our home life, that's where we're going to find that we're developing, particularly for us with young children, developing a culture and developing values and still developing these little people who are going to grow up and this is just going to be a little blip in there. It just is the way it is and I don't know how they'll think about it, but I guess we'll find out. So it got me thinking, what culture are we going to create in our home? This is the only place they're going, the only people they're seeing, the only thing they're doing. And John and I are solely responsible for building that culture. And you in your home are responsible for building the culture in your home. And you might think, oh, I'm just a young adult. I don't really have that responsibility. I'm not the parent. You know what? You do. You do and you can Um, And that can be for good, for bad. So what culture would we create in our home? Would we bring the kingdom of God and faith and um, gratitude and trust in God to our home? Or would we let the world view the fear around what's unknown, um, the restrictions and what's being missed out on override our family life? We had a choice. What culture are we going to create in our home? Um, And when it comes to our families and our homes... We don't want to bring in the stuff of the world. We want to f- keep our eyes fixed on God and the culture. So um, the scripture I've chosen to sort of base this message out of is Joshua. And Joshua is a great, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big book and there's so much in it. And I read a couple of um, different devotionals that pulled out lots throughout Joshua. I am like, no, nah, that's too much, it's too much. Um, so I've just picked Joshua 24 verse 15 and I'm going to read it to you but if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And that's a goodie. And I definitely remember hearing it a lot when I was growing up and um, it was on a picture on the wall and as for me and my house we will serve the Lord there was a song about it back in the 90s um, which I won't sing but I have had it stuck in my head all week if you want to hear it you can come and ask me because I will sing it to you I just don't want to waste that time right now but I've been <laughs> thanks Anna. Um, I've been pondering a lot and the music team will attest to this about kingdom culture kingdom principles versus the world and society that we are so entrenched in and have thrown at us at the moment um and that battle that we can just we can because we're in living in society we can f- just carry on those things automatically without even stopping and going actually God says something different yeah. Romans twelve 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 two 12 says do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will do not conform to the patterns of this world So what are the patterns of God instead? God calls us to be set apart, to be holy. It says further in his word that we will be known by our love toward each other. That's a culture. That's a pattern of God. You don't have to look very far into the Bible to understand who God is and how he wants us to live. And these are his patterns, his character, the pattern of God. Um, 1 John 2 verse 15 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. That's pretty deep. I'm not going to unpack that right now. But for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the Father but from the world. The world and its desires pass away but whoever does the will of God lives forever. And so with those couple of scriptures in mind, pondering this... um, juggle I suppose of being in the world but not of the world what are the kingdom principles that we need to be um, and want to be instilling in our families and in our homes and so I pulled out just four that stood out to me over this last season and there are so so many more and I'll encourage you to go away and think well okay this is what society and the world is saying to me right now what does God's word say all right go away and think about those but the first one is relationship the kingdom of God is about relationship. The world says isolation. Wow. God designed us for relationship. And we've had a whole month of messages around that. So go back and um, ponder on some of those if you need a reminder. But God's so into us being together and relating together. It's not about me, myself and I. Even though that's perhaps what the world says. And like I said, like you know, I could choose to live in isolation for a short period of time. <laughs> When you've got kids at home it's not really isolation anyway let's be honest although you still might go insane um eventually but to it would be easy or it would be safe to you know just do our own little thing um and not put ourselves out there to extend relationship beyond the four walls of our house um this season, it's like, it's, society's very self-seeking. It's about what I can get or what I can do. It's about my opinion. You only have to look at the empty toilet paper shelves to think about how selfish society can be. Um, but God's word says, what's best for we? Not what's best for me, what's best for we, for us? Um, and so relationships, have to, they, they take effort. Um, in Romans Fourteen. I didn't write this one down. Also, a really great scripture about um, just managing opinions and people doing things different ways. Romans fourteen. Write that down. Read it later. I didn't want to unpack that because again, it would be just too much. I was like, Wow, this is a really good message for a different day. Anyways, um, but it didn't take long for us to realise that we needed to be intentional about our relationships. I remember a point where um, the kids had not seen their friends from Mom, I really miss. Um, my best friend, and I won't say his name. Um, and I really miss so-and-so, and we ended up just hooking them up over a FaceTime, and oh my goodness, kids on FaceTime is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like all of the um, filters, and they just press out and it just goes crazy, and they do that for about half an hour, and then you're like, all right, time to say goodbye. <laughs> and both the mums on either side are like, do you wanna ask him what he's been doing? Why didn't you see this? Why do not you ask that? And the kids don't really care about the conversation, but they needed that relationship. And for us as adults, it was things like, you know, making the effort to do Zoom calls with our connect group and with our family, extended family. Like it was things that we had to be intentional about doing. Um, So what culture are we creating in our family? One of intentionality, one of effort. Relationships take effort. Um, But if I speak right to families with the mum and the dad and the kids for right now... What relationship is most important is our relationship with God. Because we can't be a good parent and we can't be a good spouse without that as the foundation. Um, and that's where I go back to Matthew 6:33: Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, doing things the right way in God. And all these things will be added unto you. And that's the, the food and the clothes and all the other stuff that we worry about. They'll all be added. We don't have to worry about them because we're seeking God first and seeking his kingdom. Um, and I read somewhere, well, actually, I, I put a few tips of things you could do really simply because if we put our relationship with God first as the, um, I can't think of the right word, as the core cool people of the home, The relationship with God, we're actually preparing our kids for their most important relationship as well, which is their relationship with their Heavenly Father. So simple things we can do is making sure we've got devotional time as families. We actually sit and talk about God. We pray together. We share what God is doing in our lives. Even as adults, you know, think it's easy, I found it easy as a mum to put that stuff in the adult world but actually our kids need to know what God's doing as well and what we're trusting God for and having open conversations about that the second important relationship is the relationship with our spouse so when you're married our kids need strong marriages we need to model strong marriages um and putting that first and well second behind God but before your children is actually really difficult because your children take so much time and energy and focus especially when they're young and um, one of the things that we have done quite early in our parenting experience was um, a course called Growing Kids God's Way and it's really, uh, it was was foundational in us recognising that if we don't get us right the rest will fall in a heap and I can see nods from older people who have had children grow up because you know this stuff. If, if our marriage isn't strong, it makes parenting so much harder. And um, we also want our kids to know how to do marriage well. So we don't want to hide it behind a wall. We want to actually be able to show them how to be married really well and putting that first. Um, and so, yeah, last year John and I ran a very brief parenting Course, Um, We pulled out the best bits from all the things that we had um, read and learnt over our years, which is not as extensive as some, but uh, we feel like we've learnt something. Um, And just putting, you know, we say it's a parenting course, but actually it's about marriage. Um, And if you're in a, a family situation where you're married, that's what's most important. Kids need that. So the third relationship then is the relationship with our kids. So they're not the centre of the universe, but they need to know that they're valued. Um, And one of the things I love to do with my kids, and they kind of look at me in a bit of awe, actually, I'll tell you another story. So, sorry, when we pray with our kids, what I try and do is to speak God's promises and God's plans into their lives. And I was praying for Mason one night, and I'm like, God, I thank you for the plans that you have for Mason, that they're plans to prosper and not to harm him, the plans that give him hope and a future. And he goes, mum, that's straight from the Bible, (laughs) like yeah it is sorry it's good that's what's the whole point the fact that he knew it was from the bible just blessed me um and also just knowing that that can just be something that lifts him up as well so speaking his word and his promises um just quickly the love languages that we have physical touch time so obviously kids take lots of time but that's not the only way just because we spend lots of time with them doesn't mean that they have to be the priority it could be walking into your house and saying hello to your husband or your wife first before you go to your kids that's a little thing we try and do intentionally Um, because the kids they they come and they're in your face Um, and they do take that time Um, yeah so touch time words of encouragement and affirmation Giving of gifts and acts of service and using all of those love languages and recognising in your family, whether child or adult, what are the love languages or the preferred love language of the people that you're around. Um, So as for me and my house, we value relationships. The next culture point that I have noticed is this tendency to be a bit wishy-washy in society, and I was just trying to describe it to the music team. I I don't know if I did a good job, but. um, It's that kind of non committalness in society, and there is an element to which it's a bit rightly so, because we don't wanna like put everything in and then just have it all dashed. Things get canceled, things get taken away from us, or um, we fall sick and we can't do it anyway because we have to stay home. So there's this sense in which society says that's okay, But i was like "Well, what does the word of god say about that um in our home it was really easy to say and can be really easy to say oh it's it's too hard oh we'll have to wait and see and those phrases were coming out of our mouth a lot and it's like actually no 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 god is in everything and covers everything um so what are we communicating by saying this is it not worth doing it is it not worth the effort I'm like, I don't really want to be teaching that to my children. It is worth the effort. So for example, going out to the movies or going to dinner when masks came in for the first time, I was like, I just won't go. It'd just be easier not to go because it's not worth it. Um, or I think I mean you guys are all here, but like coming to church was like, Ah, oh, we have to wear a mask now. Oh or when we couldn't sing because we it was that pre-step like oh maybe it's just easier not to go than I can do church my way at home but I'm not sure that's what God wants us to do Um, and to go actually it is worth the effort yeah it will be a bit of a pain in the bum Um, parenting children especially young children with a mask on is annoying Um, and I've said it to all the parents hopefully you've heard this message take your mask off if you need to parent your children because they don't understand and it just gives them another reason to ignore you. Um, and that's totally okay to just, this a good valid reason um, for their safety and their well-being to take your mask off for that. But it would be easier to stay home sometimes. But it says make every effort. It says it multiple times through the Bible. Make every effort. Um, James 1 verse 12 says, blessed are those who persevere under trial. That's us, yeah? We persevere. But I think to also acknowledge the mental exhaustion in our world, Um It's, you don't have to look very far to to know and perhaps you can see it in yourself as, my brain is just in overload. Um, And to recognise and acknowledge it for what it is. If we name it, we can tame it. Um, Use that in my work all the time. We, it's important to acknowledge that and to give yourself rest and a break. But to also know that um, when we feeling mentally exhausted, our natural human inclination is to (laughs) tighten everything And control everything possible you can. And often that will come in the form of isolating, withdrawing, not committing to things. And those are the little patterns of the world that we actually don't want to creep in. We want the patterns of God to come up. So keep showing up because the opposite of that in the Bible, 22 times it says stand firm. And I I said it was kind of as the title of this section, wishy-washy versus commitment. And a commitment's not quite the right word. It was like it was a, it's a steadfastness um, that everything that we do, um, we can go back to the Word of God because He is strong in our weakness. Um, there's another scripture, in everything we do, do it as if serving the Lord because from Him is our reward. Um, our reward's not now and immediately. And yes, it will be a trial, but the reward is coming. So keep showing up. Keep being consistent. Don't be flippy-floppy and non-committal even when it's not ideal and that might mean doing Zoom calls, it might be wearing a mask. Um, for us, we've made a decision that we're going to push on ahead with the handoff Chris Kindle mark. Again, it might be, it's in the too hard basket. It would be easier not to do it. It would be really, really disappointing if we get to the point of all the effort and then it just gets cancelled and pulled out from underneath us. But. We've stopped, we've reflected that the reward for going ahead and making it happen, if it does happen, is way, way, way more um, rewarding. The reward is more rewarding. The reward, it, it just is, we're better off. We can serve the community. The blessing that it will be to others far outweighs all the rest of the rubbish. So, just a little on the side. So, as for me and my house, we will make the effort. Another thing I've noticed, observed in the world is um, the pulling down of people Um, and just dissing people's opinions, people's authority, people's rulings, governance, that type of stuff Um, and not letting that creep into our family in conversation, in the way that we behave, in the the attitudes that we have and so as for me and my house, we're going to honour and respect because that's what the word of us, word of God calls us to do. Um, so, because our kids are nine and under, we haven't had lots of conversation around, even in the height of it, lots of conversation around the, the big picture of coronavirus. Um, a little phrase in our house ended up being, and it still is, if we can't do something, oh, silly coronavirus. But it was never one person or a decision or a, a mandate. Um, it was just a silly coronavirus. Why can't we do that? Why do you think we can't do that? Oh, silly coronavirus. Um, 1 Peter 2 verse 13 says submit yourselves to every human authority and live a life that is so good that they can't deny that we love God um, and so as for me and my house we're going to submit to that authority even if we don't agree with it and we're really careful not to talk about that in front of our kids as well um, but just go this is the way it is and be matter of fact and we honor that because one of the family identity things that we have put as primary is that people are valuable. No matter what they decide or want to do with their lives, people are valuable and they're precious in God's eyes, so they're precious in our eyes. Um, And almost every disciplinary thing, not every conversation, but every disciplinary action or thing comes back to, because they're precious in God's eyes. So they're precious to us. So as for me and my house, we will show honor and respect. And finally, the the fourth one that I have identified is this thing of fear, which sort of can go hand in hand with all the other ones, is that fear is laced through society. Um, And sometimes it's unavoidable to be plastered with fear. Um, And sometimes it's really... um, What's the word? Manipulative, little, discreet, um, insidious. Yes, it just can kind of weevil its way in and you don't actually even notice... But you know what? The kingdom of God is not about fear; it's about trusting God because He's in control. And so, in our family, we trust. As for me and my house, we will trust. We trust that God's in control over any disappointment, over any frustration when things don't happen or ha- or work out the way that we wanted. In our family, we um, we speak out the scriptures, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Philippians 4 6, be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and petition, present your request to God. I'm going to keep going. Jeremiah 17 7, blessed are those who trust in the Lord. One of my favorites, Isaiah 26, verse 3, he will give perfect peace to him whose heart is steadfast. A bit like that. Other word showing in the effort, it's we're steadfast and trust in Him. So the way we can do that is through gratitude, being grateful for what God has done. And a little practical one, which we've not done a whole lot, but I've had in my mind as a family to have faith goals together. So talk about what it is God's doing or what you know what you're dreaming as a couple, but talk about it with your family as well. Um, and we I guess we did do that to a degree with our most recent long service leave trip Um, you know there's there was a huge step of faith in some of that financially for us Um, just little things along the way there were lots of things on the trip that required that too (laughs) Um, and trusting in God and not letting fear overtake Um, Blake got quite unwell um, at one point in time it would have been really easy and I know I did instantly go to a place of fear but it wasn't very long it was like no actually I trust God he's got this under control doesn't matter that we're six hours away from a hospital in the middle of nowhere with no reception but God is in control and he's got us we don't need to worry or when our car broke down again um, not again it broke down it was in the middle of nowhere with no reception again Um, and the inconvenience of that and the fear and the um, it was easy for us once we did have reception, what John did, sort of to Google what the potential problems were and the diagnosis and the potential bill down the road, um, which could have been up to $25,000, and then the fear that accompanies that and the how are we are going to get home and what are we going to do with the camper and all those questions naturally come up in our human nature, but actually to go, no, I'm standing on the word of God. He is in control. I do not need to fear. So how are we going to do this? It starts with... I've, as I've already mentioned, name what it is that's getting on your nerves about the world. Name it, tame it. What does the Bible say about it? What is God's word? What is his kingdom value, his kingdom principle? So capture those worldly thoughts. Once you know what they are, you can capture them as soon as they come into Hang on, this isn't what God says. This isn't how I want my family to be. and This is not the, the culture I want to create in my household. So what culture are you creating? And like I said, no matter what your role is in the house that you live in, in the family that you're in, we can all influence that and we can all bring the kingdom principles as well. I'm going to invite the team to join me. So I think this season has given us lots of opportunity for reflection and comparison and the next step for us is to to be bold, to be courageous, which is going back to the start of Joshua. That was God's words to him. You only need to do these two things, Joshua, be bold and be courageous. So I invite you to stand this morning because I felt like if nothing else beyond my words, feeling empowered and feeling um, God's touch on your capacity to do that is what's important. We can't do it in our own strength. It's all very well and good to have those thoughts and as a knowledge and as a as a plan um, because we can think about these things and go, yes, that's what I, I know that I should be doing that. But to do it in the height of those moments when, you know, your husband walks in the door and tells you that you've got a $15,000 car bill or that they found something else wrong with the car or... Then he was driving along and the car's making noises again. Um, All these things, like it's it's in the moment that we need to, to have the knowledge, but actually have the Spirit of God upon us. So this morning, first and foremost, that scripture says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We can't do this without a relationship with God. As for me, let's get that right first. So if this morning you're standing here thinking, my relationship with God is not as it should be, let alone my whole household, let's get that right. And if you wanna give your heart to Jesus for the very first time, either here in this room, or if you're watching online, that's something we can do. We just pray a simple prayer that says, God, You are my Lord and Saviour. I'm sorry for all the things that I've done. I put You first and I wanna seek You first. And we ask Him to help us do that and to live a life. So if that's you this morning, um, come and speak to me after the service. Or if you're online, then um, send us an email. Click the link where it says, I've said this prayer. And um, we will make sure that you are followed up and supported to do that. Because living a life for God, it can be simple. And it should be simple if you listen to Pastor Bruce's message about that. But we need to do it together. And it's best in unity. So as for me and my house, I just want to pray over every household, over every family this morning. Holy Spirit, come. Lord God, I just declare that your kingdom reigns in every household, in this church and in this community. Lord, as we fix our eyes on you and we seek you first and your righteousness, Lord, why don't you just send your spirit into each household. We know you can come in a great way. You can come in a quiet way. But Lord, you will weave your spirit through every family. Lord, that they would be bold and courageous. Lord, not thinking as the world thinks, not following the patterns of this world but we would be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And that renewal will bring your kingdom to place in our families. Holy Spirit come. Holy Spirit come. Lord, that we would be able to put relationships first. We'd be able to put you first. That we wouldn't get caught up in isolation. Um, and doing things on our own. But Lord, we, uh, we recognise that relationships are important. God, that we would make the effort, that You would give us strength to do that. Lord, that we would honour and respect and uplift. God, that You value these things. Lord, that we would trust You above all else that we wouldn't be overtaken by fear of what society is passing around. But Lord, we can stand firm on Your Word and we can trust You. And Lord, there are so many other things of Your kingdom, of Your character, that we wanna build into our families. And Lord, I just pray that you would help each family, each household to identify what those are. Lord, to be able to live them out and to call them into being and to declare them and prophesy them in their own homes, among their children, over their families, over their adult children, over their grandchildren, over their aunties and uncles. Holy Spirit, fill your people afresh, that we would be able to walk this life with strength, with courage, that it would be our best life and that we will be able to leave a legacy, leave a legacy for our children and our children's children. Lord, that they would know you and have a relationship with you. Help us to lead by example. Lord, I pray for anyone here this morning who's feeling that mental exhaustion, that drain right now. If that's you, perhaps just reach your hands out to God because he wants to take that away. He says his burden is light, his yoke is easy. Holy Spirit come, place your hand on these people, Jesus. God, let your peace come. Let a weight lift off their shoulders as I give it to you. God, that we wouldn't be swayed by all of the information that's going around and the things that are constantly changing because we can stand firm on Your Word and Your promises. Come Holy Spirit, open the heavens Lord. Let our eyes be fixed on You. Flood every heart in this place with love, with mercy, with joy, with freedom. God, that we can go out into this week and we can go home to our families, bringing your kingdom to life. Lord, that we would shine your light, shine your goodness in every conversation we have, whether it is in our home or in our community. Thank you for equipping us to do that. In Jesus' mighty name.